Welcome to Saga. Erupting blunt launcher. Joy Gundam. Then you've got like African American Peter Parker in space, and you've got like. <laughs> There's a battle happening between the Rebel Alliance and the Empire, and then you see Jar Jar run by and get shot in the back. And that's it! <laughs> sack up, sack up, sack up! I am Steve, and with me here today... Addison Waldo! Kenneth Sack up, nerds. There's literally no way for Nintendo to recapture any profits off these games if, like, they're not informed. Because they can't track it. Like, through Dota and League, like, Counter-Strike, you have to go through Valve. So Valve knows at any point in time when you're playing that. You know, and know, Nintendo knows when you're playing a game. You buy a copy of Melee on a CRT on a GameCube? Melee, fine, but if you're playing on the Wii U, which they probably... I would not expect Nintendo to go so far as to support Melee. I mean, the game's, what, eight years old? Like, yeah, but the, supporting it, Smash 4, the game that they brought out, and, you know, it's probably still making them some money. Like, you'd think they'd want to do that, especially since that pretty much sold, like, half the Wii U's in existence just for that fucking game. I mean... It doesn't mean they can change, but like if you were to just go and play your Wii with the friends and have just a local Smash thing going on and not internet, they probably wouldn't be able to track your statistics that well. I would be curious if they didn't have some way for it to... Like, it may not be able to phone home while you're playing, but I would bet that it buffers something and when you reconnect, it's like, here's what they were doing. I would be surprised. On the Wii U? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, welcome to Sack Up. I'm Steve. I'm Addison. Okay. We're going to skip the weeks for the moment. We're going to jump into what we were just talking about. There's an article that was posted on NintendoLife.com, which I believe is a Nintendo fan website. Ah, good. Kenneth's no, laptop. So dumb. Okay, sorry. Windows rail hate for a second. This thing was setting up. It was setting up, and I thought that was the actual updating. And it was, it was a setting up percentage. Now it is loading device. It is getting device ready is the next step. So you have a setting up period, and then you have a Getting device ready period, so I'm assuming there's going to be a, a download period soon. No, so it's, no. it's going to be set up, getting ready, and then installing. God, I hate everything about Well, Windows. I would go in and look at the last updates that you in, like downloaded. Like, I bet this in. is like Windows 8.1 or some shit. Like, I bet it's like a huge... Did you not have that already? I didn't have it, so... Mm-hmm. But I had, I had it turned off, whatever. Long story short, I hate Windows. Yeah, so Ken, we were trying to play Dota before we recorded, but Ken had to up, he didn't updo the Tuesday patch update on his computer for Windows, and now he's stuck in update hell on his laptop. I don't know if it's necessarily patch Tuesday. If it's oh. 8.1, that's yeah. been out. Have you never updated time. it at all since you got your computer? No, I have. I just, 8, 8.1 was like a, you had to actively update it. Yeah. You had oh, to choose okay. to use 8.1. Ah, okay. I don't know why. Maybe they told everyone they had to use it. Yeah. I think it comes preloaded now on most computers. Yeah, mine mine has eight point one out the box. So. Yeah. Anyways, 
Um, so, anyway, so this article was posted, and it was called The Poor Career Choices of Professional Smash Players. And it's about, essentially, the fact that, um, like, we all know the Smash scene is small and that the there's not a ton of money that's in been injected into the scene. But the people who play Smash competitively barely make enough money to get by. Like, the best player in the world makes $40,000 a year by his by his own estimate. And, estimate. and if you remove his YouTube sponsorships and his Twitch stream, he makes $15,000 a year from tournament winnings. Now that, And that's compared to the other end of the spectrum where you have Dota, which currently has a $7.5 million prize pool for its largest national yearly competition. I think the thing you got to remember is this isn't like sports where you can be a bench asshole and still make more money than the average person could ever dream of. Like, if you don't get into top eight, you don't make any money. You've just spent money. And Which, there's a lot of teams well, that it keep all, showing up and uh, never make it into the top all, eight. It's true. It all comes down to to viewership. That's really what it comes down to. The bigger your viewership, the more sponsors you're going to get, the more money you're going to get, the more money you can pay out. And Smash is an inherently hard-to-view game because it is not played via the internet. Or does not play using internet connection. But you can stream it really easily. It doesn't matter that it's on a GameCube and a CRT. It streams just the same as every other game. This holds true for Tekken, for any of the fighter games. Like, if you compare it, anytime you're going to compare that to to Dota or League, which are all, like, inherently streamable, And they have a lot of client support for being able to view it as a spectator or whatever. Like, you can just click watch a game. You can't go into Smash 4 anywhere and just be like, I want to watch a random game being played. That's true. Like, well, well, Smash so, Four, you can't actually. There's a spectator mode. Is there? Yeah, but the problem. But I think the part what you're driving at is that it's particularly with League and Dota, you can download those. Like you can see, you could stumble across a stream of Dota, and be like, "This is really interesting." Oh, I can just download it for free. You could download it within an hour and be playing the game, and that's it. Creates this this perpetual motion machine of people <laughs> essentially going in and being like, "Oh, this game looks cool. I'll, I'll let me try it. Oh, it's actually really fun. Now I want to watch more competitive matches." And it I just I mean, no, I just think there's more interest in other games. Like the Smash community is really dedicated and they love it and they're really strong and they're really core about it. But like, but it's hard to it doesn't. Watch. Well, it's I like think that's... it's actually inherently watchable in terms of like not having to know very much about it. Like people will watch Dota because when they see a hundred thousand people watching a Dota stream, they're like, "There must be something interesting about this." But when you turn Smash on, you can see like there's a lot of excitement. It's frenetic. There's a lot of things happening. And I think that that is appealing to the in average melee, eye. Maybe. In Melee. Not, not as much in Smash 4. But I just don't think that it's, it's not a community... Like, if you were to look at the number of people that play Smash, it's just small. Like, mm. And it's not going to appeal... Like, Smash, as a game, like... It's fun to play with your friends and stuff, but as a competitive game, it just doesn't... I don't think it appeals to that. But it got up there at one point, because when it was on the MLG circuit, their, their peak... Our viewership was a hundred thousand people. Well, and you, but even, you'll but also even, remember that MLG promptly dropped them. But even 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 oh, the like, MLG, just because you're on MLG doesn't mean it's going to be a successful game. Like that's the problem. Hundred thousand people. That's not anything. Lot. Yeah, that's you, a lot. I you mean, you have like that's eight a, times that many people that play Dota. In a well, day. that's the problem. You think that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot for Smash, but that's minuscule if, it's, if it wants to attain any sort of money. But I think that the peak viewership for Dota was only two hundred thousand for the for the international. I'm pretty sure it's higher than that. I wonder if we can. Find I'd out. be a lot more surprised. I mean, and the, I'd be, the you scene, have to. You the international already sold out right now. Rush. I think they have a third twenty-five thousand arena where people are flying to Seattle. Right? Twenty million. Oh, 20 million concurrent That's or individual? Total, it says. Okay, I, the only time I saw a concurrent was eight point five million 
concurrent. Oh no, that's wait. What's that was that the prize pool. Fourth. Oh, peak concurrent League viewers. Okay, well, I was totally million. fucking wrong about that. People are a million compared to hundred thousand. It's yeah. like it's just. Well, well, that was for League. Dota had two point three concurrent. But it's still that's a lot. Even two point three, right? But even a game like StarCraft, League is the top of the the league, the shittiest game that was ever made. But even a game like StarCraft, the the peak the peak concurrent viewership I've ever seen for StarCraft was about one hundred and fifty thousand. And StarCraft still has a very strong scene, despite the fact that uh, that uh, Heart of the Swarm was a, kind of a shit expansion and kind of the game has essentially know. I mean, died. If you looked it up, I think it would be higher. But she's sleeping next to her bowl. Yeah, but I think if, if you looked it up, I think for like a BlizzCon final, I think it would be higher. But, Let's see. But even StarCraft faces the same. Well, it's a little different now, but StarCraft is similar in the way that. You had a really good original game, Brood War. That was actually the core game, like Melee, right? People play more. People watch Brood War than they watch the new StarCraft still. Yeah, and, and that was done Brood completely without Blizzard's made help. Right. Better competitively, <laughs> even though it's and it's just hard to it's hard to support games on arcade platforms. It's just how that's just how it is, you know. Like all these online, well, especially games, games are, that are like made to be arcadey. Like I, a computer. Uh, PC games, I think, are always going to be your sort of top circuit competitive gaming. Thing. And like StarCraft had to have more than that many viewers because they had a whole leaf set sponsored around it. I don't know. It's, it's what it comes down to is, is is viewership, and I just don't think that Smash has. Like I've I've been able to be like, oh hey, like you know, I've I've played StarCraft before at school, like back in the year, and people are like, oh StarCraft, everyone's like heard of StarCraft, seen StarCraft. Well, I think a lot of people know what Smash, Smash is, is too, yeah. but they wouldn't they wouldn't yeah. come to it from that angle. They'd be like, Smash is a thing that I played with like friends and kids in my neighborhood when I was younger. I mean ultimately what's gonna drive the money is it's like any if they wanna call itself a sport, the way you generate sport money, right, is to commercials. It, well it's ridiculous it's just, it's viewership. So even as it stands, most players make the most of these tournaments make their money based off of the own players themselves putting the bill, you know? Like, the big tournaments will have, hey, if you want to watch this, you have to pay $20, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, even that, you know, I think, what, the streams are mostly free? Yeah, all of the Twitch streams are free, but if with Dota, if you want, you can buy a, t- a ticket in the client that will let you yeah. go in and view the game as it's happening live. So I have paid $10, because yeah. even if I don't watch it, I have paid $10 for my ticket to watch that game. So And that's put into the pot. You know, all you need is five that, but like, people but, to do that. Like, yeah. But it's, it's just when your user base is so large, it's easy to do that. The user base of the Smash is just small. And it's I don't think it's growing. That's the big issue. It's not it's not a growing user base. I would say that it is. I think it is growing. Because well, since Smash the, 4 <laughs> came out, there's been... When you consider where the game was last year compared to now, last year there was like... There were some big tournaments, but it was like... It was still really small. There wasn't a lot of attention. There was hardly any big streams. And this year, you have um, the Press Start Finals, which was last weekend. That was just like a, turn, a big tournament in California last Saturday. That got 40,000 viewers. So it is growing. It, the, the, at least this year, it is massively like, bigger than it was last year. I guess year. I'm like... That growth by growing, is invisible. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. If- you can't like... You know, you can trace... The growth of the international and see like the huge jumps in pop money, and that yeah. will generally <laughs> correlate to people who are buying into it somehow, right? Like yeah. buying compendiums, buying tickets to watch, or whatever. Like Smash, they're the air quote statistics for that shit are kind of 
they don't exist in an easy to consume way, right? It's not like yet. Viewers on a stream for one stream or yeah. something. It's like that's you I can't call it. Honestly, I think anyway. even the biggest problem to me is the fact there's two games. I think that's an issue. Yeah, that splits very good. Three Project M. Yeah, because Project M is considered a separate one. Well, that's growing. Yeah, Project M. The the weird thing is, is that Smash has been around for so long, but it's basically it's a burgeoning. That's the problem. Well, that's the I don't even know what's burgeoning. That's the problem with StarCraft. Like StarCraft had Brood War, the main USD two. Blizzard's like, let's make StarCraft two like really competitive. So they try to monetize that and make it really competitive. But like all the best players are still playing Brood War. You know, that's not true. Not now, but when it first started, at least for a year yeah. and a half. Well, yeah, that's true. Because... Until, like, Jadong and Flash they didn't come over until, like, well, yeah. the second expansion. So, well, so for a whole they year... They came over at the end of Wings of Liberty, not... Right, that's the second expansion. Yeah. Or it's the, it's the second first. game. I they came say, over, like, six weeks before, six months before. I meant to say the second game. The second, yeah, yeah. yeah. But regardless, they didn't come out to, like, the, a whole game came out and they didn't play it. So they had their best players in the sport not even play the new game. And I feel like you've got... These problems with the melee and Smash and Smash Four is like. Well, I mean, they're, they're when, a lot when, of when people you, still haven't moved over to Smash Four. If they do, it's like I'm primarily a melee player, but I will play Smash Four too. Well, it's it's, it's a growth thing because like how okay, so the new Smash comes out, you're getting new members who want to play the game. It's going to be because of Smash Four, a release of a new Smash title, right? Yeah, that is your chance. Even though it was a complete letdown for everyone. <laughs> what <laughs> Smash Four? Yeah. Oh yeah, for competitive, right? But for the people, like it comes out and people want to play it, and that's how like the hype, you know. So if these games release every four years, four years, that, that's more that's, like that's that's 10. your spike in new players, right? Yeah. Is when a new title comes out. So you're gonna these new, you're gonna get these spikes, but like that's really your opportunities for growth. Like I don't. Yeah, like, you're gonna, of course, you're gonna get some new people coming, like, oh, hey, like, you wanna play the competitive scene? Like, obviously, like, you got really into it, and so now we know about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really know about it, but. No, it's, I mean, we built a company right, essentially but, around it. But like, I'm saying it's not. It's not. The word of mouth growth isn't large enough, right? Because especially with Melee, it's hard just to be like, oh, I need to find a GameCube and I need to find a CRT. I need to find a GameCube controller that isn't fucked. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, you I need to get the, the, the GameCube and, Ethernet adapter. And the Wii U is just a bad platform. Well, it's, you, so, if you're going to get it for Smash, already, then you're getting it literally just for Smash. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. It's, not it's already, like... It's, most competitive games ideally would be on the PC already. Yes. So like even games that like Evo or, or um, like Tech Industry Fighter, all the ones that are like also fighting games that are played, and at least they're played on machines that emulate computers. Like the Wii, like in the PlayStation and the Xbox. Like the Wii is just its own thing. Like yeah. it's just like just weird. Outliers. It's just the, it's just the Wii. Like it's not optimized for anything. You know. Yeah. Like, and that's the problem, and it's and a lot of it, a lot of it is is it's optimized comes, for good games never coming out on it. Yeah, they've done a really good job of making sure that happens. The it, that's the interesting thing is like a lot of this is kind of Nintendo's fault. Like the because they had like Melee, right? Like a lot of it is just Nintendo's design choices. You have a system which is a weird system so that has a good game on it. It's got Super Smash Bros. No, the GameCube had a lot of good. Games I'm, well, but I'm talking about the Wii U. The okay. Wii U has is a system. Let's say three good games. Probably you got New Super Mario Brothers. You've got Shit Smash. Game. You've game. got Mario Kart. Mario Kart, which but middling again game. middling game. Um, Yo man, don't Xenoblade. Xenoblade. I need a competitive Mario Kart game. Fire Emblem when that comes out. Oh, here we go. 
That's boner inducing. Yeah. So, but again, like you have that. But look, and then and you look have how a system. long it took after the system came out for the good games exactly. to start showing up. And, you, so like, and it's marketed as not a gaming device, but as a home entertainment device or whatever, where it's like, it's like more like, here's a TV thing, like a thing that will control your TV so you can yeah, do yeah. stuff I with bet, your kids. I bet you anything, if you look at actual uses statistics for Wii, like 90% of people are going to use Netflix or Hulu yeah. more than they actually play games. Right here. Yep. I understand and it because it's a perfect platform for that stuff. For you, but playing games on it sucks. Like, <laughs> and then you have the fact that um, they created Melee, which many would argue is one of the best games, like one of the best fighting games ever made. It's, well, got, it's not a fighting game, though. Well, a platform fighting game is okay, what it falls under. But it, but it is incredibly nuanced and intricate. And there's so many things that like you can continuously learn. Like people are still discovering things about Melee that. They never know. They never knew before. But then they bring out a game like Brawl, and it's not even the same it's game. Neutered completely. Yeah, they've completely changed it. And and it's and it's because Nintendo is anti-competitive. Where they're like, too, people got a little too competitive with Super Smash Brothers Melee. We mean to make Brawl less competitive. I don't know. Maybe the, you've written about it online or something. But is it anti-competitive? Or they just hey, we just want to no, make a game that kid like. Is more well, casual. So like everything they, they do is more casual. By more casual, you're, that's by definition anti. But it's not, well, okay. Anti- well, no, not, it's, it's not like, talking about intention. Like, yeah. are they going out of their way to say "fuck the competitive scene," or are they just saying we don't want our game to be like closed off to casual well, players because they the, see it? That's the Wii U in the nutshell. They catered to the casual yeah. person. Yeah. So instead of making like a hardcore gaming system that had high specs that could play high level things, they're like, well, let's tone down the hardware, but we'll make the segue like we'll have sensor on it I would have gladly paid another hundred dollars for the processor in the pad and the thing to be better because it's fucking garbage so like I don't know if that's is was that just like when Nintendo being like I see the Smash community there and we're gonna screw you over or is it just like we as as a general Nintendo philosophy we just make games that try to appeal well I I mean I feel like I've read somewhere that Sakurai explicitly made Brawl less competitive because he didn't want... Because Melee started to get to a point where you couldn't, like, get into it. it. People looking into it from the outside were like, that's a game that, like, people who have a lot of experience in fighting games play or something, it feels unapproachable, right? Even, like, lo- learning a new... Learning that game the first time I played it, I was completely out of my depth. It's way different than 64 was. Um, you get good at it if you put the time in, yeah. but... It's not like 4 where you can pick it up and just be like, oh, I'm derping around and, and it's easy. You know, I'm yeah. not like wave dashing and doing all this other bullshit. I just picked up a controller and I started to play it. But that was conscious choice. Like, and But they are afraid of letting their games enter the competitive space. They've said that before. They're like, we don't want that to be part of our image, even though people are making it part of your image anyways. Like, yeah. and this, But the strange thing about that is that um, that is that that has been proven false repeatedly by multiple games. You have a game like Dota. Dota is unapproachable. That game is very difficult and very hard to get into. Like Dota is not unapproachable. Dota, Dota is not unapproachable. It's Dota, hard Dota's hard. To, it's hard to be good at it. But you can literally download Steam for free, download the client for free, and then just play. Yeah, you'll get stomped. Maybe you'll leave after that. And it's you, prob- but that's what I mean by unapproachable. Like, like new players to come in and there's. A, I bet for. Every player that comes in and, and like gets hooked on Dota the way we are and is willing to go through the losing process, there are probably five players who come in, get raped, and they're like, I have no idea what to yeah, do. Yeah, but, 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 but it doesn't matter, Because though. the barrier to entry it's to so actually low, get yeah. to playing is like zero. Yeah. You get 
by virtue of volume, you'll still have exactly. way more people. Instead if you if your like, if your pool <laughs> if your pool of players is every person with an internet connection and a computer, and then you take one percent of that, guess what you get? You get the like thirty four million players playing Dota right now, which is like yeah. the state of a small state. You know, the size of a small state. That's the same of a large state, actually. What am I even talking about? You know, so it's yeah, like you okay. got. 34 times the size of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, there's 300 million people or 350 million people in the country. Literally 10% of them have played Dota at some point in time. Yeah. So like, well, that's well, worldwide. That's an though, absolute number of applied. Huh? It's worldwide though. Okay, my bad. But it's it, seven it, billion it's, people. It's, it's, right it's a relative comparison made to illustrate yeah. a point. Long story short, temper, like it's still a huge number of players. So even if like everyone's playing, ever I don't know. Even if they're joining and they're hating the game, you're, you're still captured without one percent. And it, and it shows based on the viewership. It's once again, it's all, the money is all about viewership. The more people that view, the more sponsors are willing to pay. The more you can pay other people. It's just like any other sport. Like if no one watched baseball, then they, they would die. It would die the death it's been dying for but, a long time. I actually, it's actually fuck growing. baseball. But anyways, it's so yeah, bad. baseball sucks. <laughs> it does suck. But like you just have these problems where you can't, it's hard to get viewership on Smash. And the thing with Dota is like. Well, and the barrier to entry is so high, right? I mean, you you got to get a Wii U. you got to get the fucking game. It's like a $400 investment. It's, well, it's also like what you're saying when you watch the game, like Project M or Melee. Like, it doesn't even look like the Smash we play, like when we're just dicking around. Like, when we were playing Smash as friends, right? Yeah. The way the movesets are, the way the, like... Just, like, we were watching the, the Fox versus Falco, and it's that match, and it's just, like... There's certain skill sets. It's just... It's just, just, trying, just, to just trying to jump. Yeah, it's like a over dance over almost. Again. And it's nuanced, and it's great, and there's a lot of skill involved in it, and it's, once you understand it, it's really great to watch, but I feel like for a lot of people... It's boring, though. It's You're just seeing people, like, jumping around, twirling in the air, and you're like, are you gonna hit them, or are you gonna... I mean, just the other day... killing anything! Or, like, <laughs> I think with MOBAs, and this is different... Like, I would classify MOBAs as separate from, like, fighting games, because MOBAs have things that people want. There's teams, mm-hmm. or, or they have people that emulate sports, because, let, let's be real here, there's more people that watch sports than these sports. Yes, absolutely. So, like... I deny this fact. Well, I'm just you saying, lie. So there's more non-nerds than nerds. You've got people that watch sports, that watch based, like soccer, football, whatever. So there's teams, right? And then there's games that go on for an hour with no resolution. Soccer, yeah, yes. There's that. But no one scores a single point. <laughs> it just it just it just emulates regular sports more to the point where. Like Storms, uh, Heroes of the Storm, which is Blizzard's MOBA uh, version of Dota, literally which was sucks. on live TV. It was. it was on live. It was on ESPN. It was is that out now. Yeah, no, it was in. Be- it's still in beta. It's still in beta, but anyone can get a key. Oh, it's essentially out. Does it suck though? It it's not very like interesting in my opinion. It, it looks really boring. But long story short, they literally had. But they had the mechanics. It was on. Well, yeah. it was on ESPN. Like ESPN three. No, it was no, on ESPN two. Which oh, is sorry, yeah, no. but it's still not ESPN. But yeah, anyone with cable gets it though. Yeah, it it's was on. It was on. It's not a special order thing. Yeah, so anyone, it was on cable. I'm sure Blizzard paid a shitload of money to make that happen. Well, no, just ES- like Valve I read, would do the same. I thing. will write an article saying that ESPN is interested in looking into esports. Good, and they were looking around, and I think they just looked at. Guess what? We'll never see on ESPN Smash. Never. Maybe I, no. I think you will say it was, any it was, other fighting game before yeah. Smash because Street Fighter, Tekken, these games have user bases that rape Smashes into the ground. I don't know. I mean, games. I wonder what the con- let's see. And that's my thing though is like I don't even think that the tech. I don't even think the standard fighting games like Tekken and Street Fighter even do that well either. You know, I think it's they do. Inherent. They're they're more made attraction at Evo than Smash. It does better than Smash, but I think as in the grand scheme of things, I think it's I think that platform of a console, you know, 
All right, so entries for Street Fighter Four for Evo 2015, the largest fighting game tournament in in the world. Yeah, two thousand. About yeah. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three falls with ten fourteen. Uh, Melee was at nine seventy. This year, Melee is over a thousand. So we know Ultimate Street Fighter Four will lead the pack with over two thousand well, entrants. We don't look at entrants. We're looking at viewers. Well, yeah. but we're just talking about the number. Well, of Evo, people. you don't really have like viewers for that. It's a package deal. So yeah. You you go. I, don't and you know. can I, watch I think I think that the viewership really it's all it comes down to how many people you can attract to watch the game or want to watch the game, you know, let alone playing it. And I just I feel like it's not even just Smash. I think it's console games in general. I think it's harder for people to get into console games because they're less accessible. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. And so the company should be doing everything they can to make it more accessible, which is in and itself a problem for Smash because Nintendo doesn't do that. I well, feel like doesn't back like any of their games. So. I feel like Street Fighter <laughs> and those other games, they do get support. I'm assuming they get support from like Capcom. Mm, well, because yeah, those are the games that make them a, a shitload of money. Like they release the Street Fighter, they sell like two million in the first week because everyone's like, "This is where the competitive scene's going to move to." I need to buy. I need to practice. Like, yeah, Smash is <laughs> not that way. Which is not to say that we don't love Smash and that Smash is yeah, a great game. Yeah, I mean, game. It's, I love I playing it's Smash. It's I'm just saying, like, game. it's just not a competitive game. Especially oh, Smash it is a competitive 4. game. Melee can be. Melee is. Smash 4 is not, though. I, I disagree. The mechanics Smash 4 in Smash 4 do not lend it to be a competitive game. I think it's, it's too I th- slow. more than Brawl. Well, I'm not. I'm, Brawl doesn't even have a scene, so. Or, yeah. or a, one that even. <laughs> is like relatively compared to there's the, the arbitrage gents we'll start a brawl we'll yeah we'll be, be the only one doing brawl tournaments there's um all four people in the nation Smash 4 has yet to be proven and right now with the way the scene is going it's looking slower it's it's better than brawl but well, not no, as the good game as just by the way it's was developed it just is slower yeah, it's a it's a defensive game. It's not melee where you win by aggression and style. It's you know trying to just shield into the perfect place and then smash someone. <laughs> yeah, so I just you've got I don't know I said you've got this big user base in melee and eventually like as time goes on you just just can't keep playing on CRTs, man. Like you just can't keep playing on. Old well, you can move. Th- I mean, the technology. I feel like. The GameCubes will die before that was my next point was it's just GameCube you know you play on a GameCube you play, eventually like you're just using old technology and that's just hard like that's just hard well, to do a simple move that Nintendo could make to show even the slightest modicum of support would be to port it onto like the eStore for Wii U or something yeah, I mean, you, you, you can, have to give. Saying there's fixes, somehow. but if everything stays static, you've got all these people that like Melee because it's like quote unquote the perfect game. So if every iteration coming after Melee is not perfect, you're gonna have all these people still sticking with Melee and well, everyone, it's, never it's wind to move to the new perfect. game. It's that it's they're not competitive in the same way, right? So but, here's here's what we do: <laughs> we build our own version of Super Smash Bros. with generic characters like Blocks and Blonic. And then just have that be released and actually provide competitive support for it. You make it super easy. It's built on the PC. It's super easy to access. Anyone can download it. You just the most you probably have to do would be to get a GameCube controller to play on it with an adapter, which oh, is like thirty dollars. GameCube controller, or you even play a play a GameCube controller. Yeah, like an Xbox controller. Well, you can play with a GameCube controller on your PC. People who use it up will do that to play Dolphin games. They're like 
That's a kind of adapter. There is an adapter. There's an adapter that will let you play a PS2 game, a PS2 controller on your GameCube. Like, yeah. I feel like we should use using controller that's direct input via USB. I'm but all about that. But we create a fighter that's exactly the same as Super Smash Bros. But had just have it released on PC, so it has the same barrier to entry that Dota has. <laughs> And we just have generic characters that are basically Fox, but it's Blocks, and he's yellow <laughs> or pink. And then people just play that instead. Blawled Blake. <laughs> yeah, Blawled Blake and uh, Blarth. <laughs> Blarth and Bloy. Yeah. I don't know. I Blake. mean, that not that essentially what Project M did? Project M is just a modded version of Brawl. And yeah, it's a, the, its own game now. But it's also... You say it's its so, own game, but to be honest, I bet if Nintendo really like, wanted, if they wanted to, to, they, they, they would shut, 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 shut it down. down yeah. But yeah. I think you got to remember, though, Project M is still locked onto the Wii. You're still playing on a, a shit console. Like, yeah. You, like the, well, you can play Project M on PC with a Dolphin emulator. But that's the problem. It's not... the frames not, and the lag and all that yeah. stuff that... Well, that's the problem. It's not easily accessible. Like... It's not like it's not something where it's like three button clicks and you're playing it like Dota or, or LOL. Like I'd be interested to see what the what's the biggest game out there was it Tekken or is it Street Fighter? Uh, Street Fighter Four. Yeah, the biggest. Like, I wonder game? like what what the highest grossing person on in that scene makes on a yearly basis. Let's see. Highest oh, paid Street Fighter player. like pots even or like what's the average professional Street Fighter make Street Fighter player? Uh. Let's see. Fighting game players. Black Mama has won $87,000 That's overall. Dead or Alive 4, though. For DR. Next highest is actually Mewtwo King with Super Smash yeah, Brothers. Yeah, well, so that, that's 79000 And then Super Street Fighter 4 is uh, Lee Sun Woo Lee, which said was $74,000. Yeah, okay. So if you've got, like, Street Fighter, which is a massive game, too, in terms of the in, re- in relation to fighting community, the dude's making seventy four thousand dollars. Yeah, but then if we go to like top fifty games, if we go to Dota with the top, with the number of players, the highest played player in Dota is How with one point two million dollars in earnings. Yeah, like, well, but and you got to remember though, ten right, times as much. Well, as and that's game Valve. Game. But it's not it's, developed that's, that's this not, game. To be competitive and put a shitload of money into making an entire scene around and, well, it. Well, will never do that. Well, first of all, that scene was already created. It's still like they could. I mean, if you think about it, ValveCon did what, you know, Smash. I guess, like, they need. Smash needs, like, a Valve to sort of do what Valve did for Dota. Because the Dota was a Warcraft 3 mod. It was the same way that, like, yeah. Project M was a mod. It was a user creation that Blizzard lost out on and they won in now and they're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they should have they should have supported it, but they I didn't. just I saw the a like concept art picture for Here's the Storm where it was like Nova fighting an orc or something. I was like this is dumb. I don't want this at all. But I mean that's you know, like Valve really just chill. Are the dog doing okay? Yeah, she's fine. But it it just comes down to the support, you know, and I think I'd be. It's not only that the highest person made one point two million dollars playing Dota. I'd be interested to see, like, how many people made over hundred thousand dollars on that list. Like, how far do you have to go on Dota? Yeah. Um, the top fifty-five players have made over hundred thousand dollars. So, like, it's it's like a large number of people too. It's not just like the top players making a lot more money than the bottom players. It's like, you know, the top player and and. And Smash is making forty. So like even if you go down to forty k, like you have to be the ninety second player. You have to be the ninety second best player in Dota to make more money than the top player in Smash. 
or to make or the fiftieth player to make more than the top player in Tekken, you know. So and obviously the Smash players aren't teams, so that might be a little skewed, but. You know, I feel well, like some of them. I mean, there's a double C too. But. Yeah, well, this shows how much of how much the player kept has kept from their winnings and how much versus how much they've been given to team or whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just it's all about that user base and like it just I don't know. It's true. Nintendo does need to help them out, but I I, I don't know. Even if they Nintendo were to like help out, like Tekken gets a lot. Or I keep saying Tekken. Street Fighter gets a lot of support. It seems like. Not until recently. Capcom has finally started injecting yeah, money into Street yeah. Fighter. But imagine this. You're playing, you have Super Smash Brothers, even Smash 4, and the first place prize at Evo 2015, Nintendo gives a, a million dollars. They're like, we're going to put a million dollars in. a million dollars to give, but... <laughs> well, but just saying, let's say that they did that. Can you imagine... The I mean that would that game would skyrocket like crazy to well, know think, because so, people think, get think it. about it though so you put uh, Nintendo puts a million dollars into this game right how are they going to get their money back good PR I mean that's good so good PR does what helps I would I would say it helps per, people will buy more of their games with good PR no, because their games suck you're still they buy no they would buy more fun. they would. The, well, what they should do is run it themselves. Run their own events like Valve does where you have the international. People pay like $100 for an international ticket and 50,000 people go and watch it live. That's because they have 34 million users. If Smash has 100,000 people around the world yeah, going to watch... of them are paying... And each pays $10. So that's right there. I mean, that's a million. Like, right? That's a million. That's a million. They basically just start giving all that money <laughs> away. Yeah, so it's like... It, it just depends. Like, I feel like... Dota does this thing. Huge price pool. People come people watch because of the barrier entry. It's just easy to get in. Like, if Nintendo were to fully support Smash, put a ton of money into it, people would want to play. It's not a thing for, like, it's not good. It's good PR for Nintendo, but it doesn't help people buy their games. It makes people want to play Smash yeah, more. Their games are still which, I think, which will make people buy, buy Smash 4. But how many games do they use? sell to make a million dollars? That's the question. Well, I mean, you've got... Right. So they needed... So they would need to have 200,000 people buy... Additional people buy Smash. I think that's possible, personally. In you the worldwide you, continuum. You, you don't think that everyone who loves Smash hasn't already purchased Smash. But I'm saying that <laughs> you'll get new people who come in, because people get excited by just the prospect of being like, holy crap, these people are playing for a million dollars. They don't know anything about... Like, people go and they watch Dota, and they're like, I don't know anything about this game, but if these people win, they get a million dollars. That's insane. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch it, but, the, it, but I'm going to watch it, and it's going to be free to watch. I'm going to watch it, and it's going to be free to play. Versus Smash is like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to pay 50 bucks. And if I don't have a Wii U, I gotta pay another two fifty. Yep. I'm gonna watch this. It's free to watch. It's gonna cost me fifty dollars to play. And yeah. well, in the best case scenario, right? You don't have a Wii U. Like, say you wanted to become a competitive Smash Four player, all of a sudden now, yeah, you have three hundred dollars to drop to buy a Wii U and Smash. No, not at the moment. Okay, well, yeah. that's the end of your dream then. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the community has done a lot of things by hosting uh, Smash events uh, where, like, you know, if you're like, oh, I'd really like to try playing Melee. I don't have a GameCube. I don't have a CRT. I have to do all that shit. You can go to a Smash event, like, in here in the Valley and just be like, hey, I want to play. And people will be able to play with you. Yeah, but then you can't practice. So you're, unless you're going to every tournament. Not even tournament, just event. Just be like, because people host weekly events where they just get together and practice. Yeah, but you realize those people are also practicing every other day of the week. Like, True. you don't have a chance. you got to put the money in. you got to put the time into f fucking finding a working GameCube in the world of today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so 
So how do you how do you fix the problem? Or do you think Smash Four is ultimately? It's just gonna be it, a small scene. Yeah, it's not a problem with that. It's you just gotta, as a player going in, realize that it's not a career. You're it is doing a career, it for but fun. It's not a lucrative career. Forty thousand dollars. I'm sorry, that's not a career. Sure, it is. <laughs> Plenty of people have careers at forty thousand dollars a year, Addison. They for sure, but the amount of time and their own money they have to invest to earn that forty thousand dollars would probably reduce real earnings a significant amount. Their hourly rate is probably equivalent to minimum wage. Yeah, but they're just putting in like twenty hours a day or something. You know, <laughs> like. That's it's a lot more stress for a, a very small amount of money, relatively. Yeah, I don't know. It's just going to stay small. Even if Nintendo puts in money, they're not going to get any money out of it. So they have to change. They, I mean, they would need to change their model. Essentially, like they would need to make Smash free. Yeah, uh, extremely easy to procure. Easy, really easy to procure. Yeah, it, and the biggest thing is they need to have constant media platforms for do it. Like, even if players are small, like if the viewership is high. If viewership is high, the players will come eventually. So you need to have constant streams, constant... But, like, the platform itself makes it difficult to get people together because you need physical connections, right? Yeah. They did a better step by making it better on the Wii U, but that's still... That's not that much better. Great. Like, if you could play professionally via the online system, that would well, be a good Well, if they had transparent matchmaking so right. they well, that, knew that, how but that's what I'm saying if they made a if they made a considered effort to like kind of like how every normal player can just play ranked Dota right and you just try your hand at well, it well after you hit 10 but. so it's like you've got I don't know they need to to lower the barrier of entry they need to essentially like Project M support a Project M or support something and then just have people play and have, have it be viewed a lot mm-hmm. and just promote it a lot that's really what it comes down to because they need they need people to watch they need viewership they need, like, hardcore viewership. If they had, like, a Nintendo con or something and made their own Smash tournament there, I'm sure that would help. They, yeah, they did it. that for Smash 4, but it was basically just a fucking PR stunt. Yeah, right? as it's a like, large commercial yeah. at E3. Well, and they need to optimize... They need to optimize the newest game on the newest platform. But they need to, be to the optimize most their fucking network shit so that it's not every game we get into has, like, a three-second... Well, look, and the problem is, again, the Wii U is a terrible... Like to my like phone if, is more powerful than fucking. <laughs> so like your iPhone 4s, five. But if they if yeah, they were 4S. to make Smash Four and make it actually like and patch it and make it like a really competitive game, then that's next step. Because I I just feel like if you're living on the GameCube, it's just gonna be hard eventually, you know. Or you need to make it so that the current version is the greatest version, so that everyone's playing the same version. Yeah, everyone's playing the newest technology. Right, right, and because new new technology is easier to stream, new technology is easier to promote, new technology is easier to do all. We need stuff. to actually put Twitch on the fucking Wii U. <laughs> yeah, so. that would be nice. That will again, though, never happen. Like, Probably not. Well, it won't. I mean, they've outright said no one likes walk. Will sit there and watch thirty minutes of other people playing games. I beg to disagree, Reggie, fucking asshole. Yeah. I mean, I think the Smash. I mean, it's still going to grow, and there's still growth for the Smash community. I just don't think it'll ever reach the heights of like a Dota or like a real sport like that, where it's getting like tons of viewership. You know, so I think if you it can, can be like poker. You know, like I was saying, like they have a lot of these major poker tournaments that come in through, and poker tournaments are mostly self-funded in the way that their price pools are mostly based on themselves. It's based on mass entrance. You know. So if you can get mass entrance coming into one or two big tournaments, you can get enough money flowing through, I think, to help support the community. But Yeah. All it's And all of this is not to say that we don't like Smash or believe in Smash. 
because obviously we have built a large section of our company around hosting Super Smash Brothers tournaments. And we believe that Smash can get to a sustainable place. That's my thing. I believe that yeah. Smash can become sustainable. Where it's just never going to become a blockbuster. Yeah, you pro- you may never have Smash players who earn a million dollars a year playing the game, but you could have them earning like livable wages. For yeah, sure. I think you could get to the place where you. I think you could get to the ultimate place of having the best player earns a hundred thousand dollars a year. The, 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 the biggest, top five yeah, earn the biggest thing is just viewership. It's all it's all about viewership. It's all about people. So the, the community itself has to watch and they have to support. And you have to try and find ways to sorry to attract new people or people that don't watch the sport regularly, right? Yeah. Like I feel like you could put a game of Dota up or a game of Starcraft up, and like a, and people will just be like, okay, well, I, I can kind of get what's going on here. I can just I'll just watch it. You just need to get that to a certain level and get that on mediums. And I don't know how you do that, whether it's, like, YouTube or... Promote, I don't know. Just some kind of promotion where, like, oh, hey, this is it's on right now. I'll watch it, you know? Yeah. It's in the coffee shop TV at the coffee bean or whatever. Yeah. What else am I doing? I'm going to coffee leaf a TV. Well, and I think the thing that, that Smash has over Dota, personally, is that Smash is recognizable. Dota, people will see it. Because I remember the number one reaction to Heroes of the Storm when it was on ESPN2, was people tweeting about it and being like, I have no idea what's going on, but I guess this is cool. If people saw Super Smash Brothers on ESPN2, a lot of people would at least recognize it. They'd be like, oh shit, I know this game. I played this when I was young, like 15 years ago. And they would be like, this is cool. I'm going to watch this for 15 minutes or whatever. You know? But yeah, I think that you know our goal, like we have said, is to create a sustainable reliable competitive infrastructure here in Arizona for Smash and I believe that we can do that. I think we can create an infrastructure that will become sustainable, that it will be able to host re- events regularly and we won't be a billion dollars in the hole doing it um, and we'll give a place for the community to come and can play competitively to get what they want. Um, but it may but you know as far as we know, what we're expecting uh, let's say the growth of our organization, we're we're expect we're not expecting it to be a million dollar deal, you know. But we are we do believe, and at least I personally believe this, that we can get to a place of, you know, maybe our biggest tournament someday. The first place prize will be thirty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars, maybe. I can see that personally. <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and make false proclamations about how we want to make Smash huge and Smash is going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread, and you know it's going to be a, the players are going to be make, making millions of dollars because that. You know, one it's you can never, yeah, <laughs> one that you can never know that, but two, it's probably a lie. It just needs more. You need more people. You just need a bigger viewership base. However, you do that, achieve that. It's promotions, whether it's like incentivized pop pools or whatever. You just need more viewers. The more viewers, the more money. That's just really what it equates to. So, I mean, even consider like how we've gone about getting people to come to our tournaments has been very homogenous, right? Talk to the Smash community in Arizona. Talk to other. Uh, places that are running tournaments, like yeah, other leaders, re- the there's no real outreach. You're just sort of like bouncing a healing wave between yeah people in the same fucking area. They're, they don't talk out. Well, and that's like what, when you have that's why when you have com- companies like MVG, which are who are trying and not really succeeding at running big events, they're pulling people from all the regions together, right? They're creating because right now we're we're a local organization. We're we're getting all the people in Arizona to try to come out and play. But MVG, their goal is to bring in people from every region. They've got people coming from from California. They've got people coming from Colorado, Utah, Nevada, even people coming from the East Coast. 
that when you can if you can create a consistency where people come from all over the country to play that is something really strong but it's also really hard to do well and, and consider you know when you have like a ten dollar entry right and half of that is going to a pool have there ever been any tournaments that are more than 256 people like in smash yeah evo is, is was evo. a thousand people so i mean getting through that many games though like well you need like at least 64 setups yeah, like you, a lot of space and a lot of time yes, right like exactly which is hard to come by i mean that's part of the problem with consoles too is you you have to have that huge physical presence of yeah. the actual fucking hardware whereas the pcs like I'm surprised they don't just have completely internet-centric tournaments for Dota anyway. There's, why not? Like, Because there's the in-person aspect. I mean, there's a lot of, of internet-centric tournaments out there. But no, that, no, that in-person presence where... Like, well, you got to make sure the person who's playing is actually them. That Webcam. But, uh, but uh, the in-person tournaments always generate the biggest buzz because you get to see shots of the team in there while they're, like, actually That's the thing I hate the most about it. I don't want to see the fucking team. I want to see them playing the uh, game. I want to see the team. Right. I don't want to see too much of the team. They all just have a thing around their neck and headphones on, and they're just sitting like this the whole fucking time. Well, like, but they show, you, they show you between the games. They'll show, like, oh, they cut, and talking they to each other. They cut parts out of the fucking draft to go, like, pan the camera across the team. I don't give a shit. Go back to the draft. Let me look at the metagame that's evolving here. I don't yeah. want to see the fucking, like, ten Chinese dudes all just sitting there waiting to make money. Like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> That is uh that is a, hey, I a mean, very the top five are China. They're, I mean, I, there's more Asian people on this list. An excellent reduction. An excellent else. reduction like, of esports. Asians come back. Top ten people wait sitting in a room waiting to make money. Yeah, it's like you know, I want to see them. If if you could hear them talking about their picks or something, like how do we? They banned this guy that I usually play. Like, who's my alt and things? I want to hear that stuff, but you'll never get it because they're just like. All that matters is seeing these people's faces. No, it fucking doesn't. But whatever. I live in a world of my own making, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the one thing with Dota. So Dota's interesting because I like watching it, but sometimes it can be kind of hard to watch. And I think the reason for that is because there's so much going on that you can't... It's hard... Unless you're in control of what you're watching, you can't focus on it. So I'm like watching... fucking watching YouTube video once. You're yeah. just like, go to... Like, you missed three different ganks happening, you fucking idiot casters. Yeah. Well, like, you need to have good casters for Dota, for sure, that can control the camera really well. Good observers, in particular, yeah. So, that's that's the thing about Dota, yeah. So, and that's one of the hardest things for me, is I'll be watching a Twitch stream. I, I'm like, I want to just follow one guy who's playing a hero I'm interested in and see what he's doing the entire game. Which is when you pay $10 and watch it on your Dota client. Yeah. yeah. But when you're at work, you can't really do that. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if only they played heroes I was interested in. It's the same fucking, like, 15 heroes that'll only ever get picked. It's fucking boring. Yeah. Like, I enjoy watching it just to see the stuff happen, but I don't actually enjoy it anymore. Like, as much as I did when I first started doing it. And I first started doing it, like, a week ago. Because it's the same fucking heroes every time. No one goes out of the box to try and do some crazy pick... It's just like you know, sniper gyro and all these other dick sucking carries. Like I don't fuck. I want to watch interesting heroes, not the same people over and over. You'll again. get some wild. I mean, they did a in 
they did a, some research after the last international, and every hero except for one hero got chosen. It was once. It was a couple times, so... Yeah, but, I, I mean, the only, the only games that ended up making it onto YouTube are top eight anyways, so... Who, yeah. uh, who didn't get chosen? Well, Legion. What's he banned? I can't, I can't remember. Tinker? No, Tinker was, 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 used to be a high pick. Really high oh, okay. pick. He was a great mid for a while until they nerfed him. It was... It was obviously some kind of random support. Darkseer? No, I want to say Io, but I don't know. But no, I got picked. I got picked all the fucking time. Well, this is the last international. He got picked. These things come in waves. I forget. I don't. I probably need to hear a listing up there, but it was a pretty standard. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Let's see, international twenty fourteen pick rate, hero pick statistics. So, who's most picked? That writer was. They need to picked banned. So yeah, it looks like that writer. No, because these aren't these aren't order. these aren't in order. Marana was number one. Tree was number two. And Tree was number two. A log bar! <laughs> so um, go down on the bottom. So I was 11. Broodmother. 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 Was okay, yeah, Broodmother. Well, there's a bunch of people. There's a couple. These weren't in the game. These weren't in the game yet. Oracle. Or Sven. Sven wasn't picked at all? Is this right? Yep. Omni that makes sense. Spirit Breaker. Spirit Breaker never got picked? How did Spirit Breaker never get picked? Spirit Breaker's... Like, once you realize what he is, he's... In a professional playing, he's really easy. To, I thought Medusa you know. got... No, I thought I saw Medusa get picked. No. Oh, because LC was banned. Techie wasn't in the game. Oracle wasn't in the game. Phoenix, Terror Blade, Earth Spirit uh, were, weren't in they the game. game. Mother never got picked. And so Sven just, so got picked. Yeah, so it was just Sven. Yeah, well. And Medusa got banned twice. And apparently Spirit Breaker never got picked. So, this things come in waves just because like they know. do updates and certain metas come into the play. It's not even like they nerf a person. It's some some strategies. So like for a while, like a pushing strategy was just like the whole rage where you would get heroes that were just really strong taking towers in the early game, and you would issue maybe even like for a while like a, the big strategy was four plus one. So just like you get a carry like any mage who's just once he gets like his fourth item, he's just unstoppable. So the other four players were literally there to play protection. Well, yeah, and then, then, me then another strategy was they call it like, almost like Rat Dota. They call it Rat Dota. Rat Dota! And Rat your job is to basically just take towers and push. Like, you may not be the strongest team individually, but your, like, Shadow Shaman's ult just murders towers because the towers can't attack the wards. Yeah. So you put it next to a tower, and then just wards are just shimmy down. And then Death Prophet has her ult. Those Death spirits take out. Yeah, so you've just got these heroes that are. Because their mana, their interlock heroes, they scale really well. So early game, once they get their ults, they can really win team fights really quickly, and then just push the towers. And you just finish the game before thirty five minutes. So that four plus one, well, you can't. The guy can't get his all his items in thirty five minutes. So it's you know, or you play nature's profit. So different strategies. So as those come and go, different heroes come and get born. I get that. It's just I don't know. Every time I watched, I was watching like Starliner. Because uh, they had a tournament like three weeks ago. It was a Starlighter LAN tournament. I mm-hmm. think eight. Starlighter eight. And it was literally just like Shadow Fiend, Sniper, Gyro. Uh, just a lot of the same people. Like, I think I saw one person who hadn't get picked in the 20 games that I watched was Tree one time. Other than that, it was literally the same fucking people, so... And that gets really boring to me. There's a hundred heroes, and you're only picking, you know, ten percent of that. Like, that's fucking boring to me. I hate it. Yeah. Well, it looks like, according to the tier list, which is often picked situationally banned and often picked or banned, 
there's about 20 heroes. So, I don't know. You do see, when you get to top eight, you see a lot of variety. And the reason, or you see not a lot of variety. And the reason you don't see a lot of variety is because you're at the top eight. So, you've got the best teams picking the best heroes. Sometimes it's like best heroes. Or it's just like they, the best. they play, most, most players play like four to five heroes. And they only play those heroes. Yeah. So, like, like you know, like, you know, this is this guy's best hero. Just You just know it, right? And so, a lot of times you'll default when you're playing these games to play your best hero, right? And so. I understand that, but it's just sad to me that... I mean, the, the concept that there is a best hero, that there's a fucking tier list, is abhorrent to me. Well, so let's get into that, because you've said that a few times, and I don't understand it. In my mind... If there is a competitive game, there will be certain characters that are better than others. Well, in my always. mind, there shouldn't be any character that's distinctly better than any other in any fighting game. But there's there's not. But there, that's not the case here. That's why you have ten characters that are perceptibly better than other characters, but amongst each other, they're barely better than each other. Right? Yeah, but then you're just you're creating a problem, a group problem instead of one of individuals. Right? I mean, like I hate the fact that. The competitive scene for Smash is just like Marth, Zero Suit, and <laughs> like Kirby Pikachu or that's, whatever. That's just any, that's any competitive game. Bro. Well, I understand that, but that is a problem. If you're as a if you're gonna make a game, then balance your fucking heroes. Like it's, they will. It's it, not about balance because you. It can't, is about you, balance with a game with a hundred heroes. You cannot perfectly balance yes, that game. You it's can. Impossible. You have to spend the time to do it. They do spend do the it. time, and they complete. They consistently release patches to update it, but it's impossible to balance a hundred heroes. No, effectively. you can do it. You can't. How? Unless every hero has the same abilities, yeah, the same, same range, no. and the same attack. No. You you have to find some mechanism to measure effectiveness, which can be done. The amount of stats they take away from this game, I'm sure, are insane. And then you bounce around that. Like, it's not an impossible task. Like, it's what not what mean? they're going to do. So, like, effectiveness. So, like, the most effective hero right now is, say, I'm getting, it's not, but say it's Sniper. Okay. So... They so the so after the next round of stats you go okay so snipers eighty percent effective or drop that to fifty is that what you're trying to say no you I mean you can I mean the and the balance choice is always do we bring lower people up or do we take people in the upper tiers down and that's a decision you make based on like time to kill right like do we want this to be a faster game do we want it to be to take it slower. I'm. I mean, I. I can't do it. I don't have all systems they have. I guess I just feel like in a, in just in games with multiple characters that have different skill sets, you're going to have certain skill sets that are better than others. That's just how any competitive game is. That's, any, that's, that's like I, Smash. Just the thing I don't like. I'm not saying you guys have to not like it the same as me. Well, yeah. No, 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 I'm just. I'm just trying to understand the because the, to me it seems contradic- contradictory to, to say that. If you have a hundred different heroes, you you can and should balance all the heroes. That's what I'm saying. That just, seems almost should. impossible. You should balance them. Well, it's not it's not like in an individual setting that like one hero will just beat the other hero by himself. Like it's not like Batrider one on one versus Vengeful Spirit. It's just like auto, auto win for Batrider every single time. You know. I understand that. I understand. A lot of these heroes are into play, but the fact that there are heroes that never get picked in a fucking tournament in top eight or something that's, that's a problem. To me, that to me is less less about balance and more just about group thing to me. Because, like, you had that similar problem in all these games, and then they had another tournament international where they built a different strategy, and they had different heroes go play, and just wrecked everybody because they're like, well, what is this? Like, yeah. we're so used to seeing Dragon Knight come, so if, or we're so used to seeing, like, Batrider come. So if Batrider comes, I have to pick, what's his face? Because he's a good counter to Batrider. So you have these picks where, like, you'll one team will pick a character that's played a lot, 
And then you have the counter picks to that hero. And so that's I what understand that. I know how draft works. I know, but that's, so that's, is that a competitive <laughs> thing, or is that mostly because the players aren't thinking out of the box and playing their different hero compositions? I would say and both. Because is it because on one end it could be these heroes are just that much greater, or is it like, hey, this hero gets chosen because he's often played and people seem to like him, he synergizes well with these group of heroes. So because they synergize well, we'll play them all together, i.e. the counter to that is using these groups of heroes. I just don't know if that's... I don't think that's a competitive thing so much as it's just people aren't willing to make new metas. And then the new meta makes it. Everyone blows their mind up and a whole new tier comes up. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, wow, like, what is... What, have you seen this new meta? Like, Caleb was constantly telling me this shit, like, all the time. Like, oh. Or for a while, like, with Juggernaut, like, a lot of people didn't play him that much because he just was really slow to scale. And then literally people were just like, well, let's not take his... Q skill, which is like what everyone perceived as a strong skill, and just go pure stats. It's a spin because it makes me oh, magic yeah. immune. And I'll just go straight into like left clicking, and so like all of a sudden Juggernaut went from the least played hero to one of the most played heroes, you know. And then because Juggernaut became one of the most played heroes, certain heroes like Bane or like people that have like stasis disables because his ult is easily countered by like his ult will target you. So if you get hit with the ult, it's usually like a pretty good chance you're going to die from it. So yes. if you're Bane, we you can, learned this last night. <laughs> if you're Bane, you can nightmare yourself and get out of it. If you're someone that has like a Yule, some kind of effect like that where it's or like Shadow Demon, you Shadow Demon the person that's getting hit or you Shadow Demon, your Shadow Demon, he ults you, you just um, disperse. I think it's disperse. That's the Shadow Demon? Yeah. You mean Shadow, Shadow Fiend? Fiend? No, the... Demon. Demon? I don't know Shadow Demon's oh. ability. He creates, basically, he creates a ball around himself. And while you're in that prism for two seconds, you cannot be damaged or touched at, at all. And when you come out of it, two illusions of that character get created yeah. to do damage. Oh, yeah, the, the banish. Banish, there we go. So it's like if you... So then, so when Juggernaut was being picked, then you saw Shadow Demons get picked a lot more, who used to not get picked that much, because... You know, so it's all just kind of the cyclical thing. It's not... Yeah, I guess I, don't I know just have I'm, problems with meta then, because I want to see people play... All heroes. I don't yeah, know. no, and I, I, agree with that. Three carries, I agree with that. I agree with that. every people will time. Beat it's people. boring. Yeah, well, they, they make strat. So players will make strat. Teams will make strategies, and because there's so many combinations, there's so many different strategies, right? I but they'll they'll pick strategy to a chaos. Go. Well, yeah, I wish that would happen too. But I just think that, and it, it is interesting to see when you see that team do the interesting strategy that like will throw people off. You know, I guess. I mean, maybe my problem is I'm not watching the games where that happens because literally. Every game that I watch, you are you watching tell, the same teams play? Well, some of them are the same, but I mean, I've watched Cloud Nine games, VG, IG, um, Empire. Yeah. Like, I see a bunch of different you people find, play, but even that, across the across different teams, they're still picking. You the same find that heroes. a problem with a lot of the Asian teams, and that's the same in StarCraft. And like yeah. StarCraft, like you had like macro versus micro, and so with the macro, the Asian teams are just so good at. Macroing, just good base building, big ball, just stuff. well making sure you're getting the money at the right time and stuff. Whereas like you'd have a lot of like the liquid players or the American players that were really good at micromanaging individual players and like coming up with out of the box ideas to do really cool things. But at the end of the day, like these Asian players were just so good at just like well, so good at just out, out moneying people. <laughs> yeah. So you see that a lot with the Asian teams too, where they will choose one strat and instead of being like we're gonna have ten strats that are like good for every situation, let's be like we're just gonna do one strat so fucking well that if you know what's coming, you can't stop it, bitches. But and, I mean, we've had a similar conversation about this. When we were talking about the uh, the the problem with uh, melee or whatever. Right, yeah. where it's just people who are like, I know this zoning combo perfectly. It's the only thing I know how to do, but it works, so I can just do it every time and win. Like it's 
I'm glad that you're that good at that game in that way, but it's not fucking fun to watch. So there's, uh, I'm looking at the at the Summit Three, which is the current big event that's going on this weekend for Dota, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So C9 chose 12 different heroes. And then on EG's side, there was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, uh, 10, 12 12 different heroes that they picked with some repeats. So repeats, Shadow Shadow Demon, um, uh, Clockwork, and Gyro... C9 gyro chose C, yeah, they chose Gyro every single game, and they chose Zeus two games. But so that's a pretty diverse draft to me. I mean, look at the; those are all heroes that you you have not named that the Chinese players would pick. So, and I think C9 is a Chinese. No, because remember, I have this fucking. I couldn't remember what they were. I mean, I'm yeah. seeing a lot of portraits that I see when I was watching like VGIG games and stuff. It's just. Maybe it's a bigger scale, but when you have 100 heroes, and there's, like, heroes that I look through the roster and I haven't even seen them before. That's true. Right? Like, but I want to see them. I want to see someone good playing them. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't want to be... Like, I hound for games that have tree in them that are at the pro circuit, but they barely exist. Well, and that's because you want to learn, and that can be the difficult thing. Is like, you're like, I really want to learn tree, but shit, no pro player plays well, tree. It's, How am I it's supposed just... To learn? Well, he's He's just right now. He's just not played as much. But like as you saw in the last international, he was the second most chosen hero. Yeah. Well, so I'm sure that was before they nerfed Living Armor. <laughs> That's probably why. So it, it's, it all comes. But to like those. It, it's all cyclical with these heroes. There's some heroes that just never get good, and those are the ones that keep trying to buff. Like Broodmother. <laughs> Broodmother was chosen at least once in the year. Yeah, and Broodmother's yeah, I, I, which was religion. weird. They changed her now. She's actually pretty decent. But like there are certain heroes that you will almost never see because they're either too hard to play. Which makes them bad because the skill that you need on top of everything else going on. But that's too hard. We're at the pro Meepo? level. No one plays Meepo. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not a skill thing. Like, that's that's a that's a scaling thing. Yeah, like Meepo is a bad hero. Like Meepo, so Meepo's thing. Actually, is, Meepo, Meepo in like our level range is super fucking at our level, but not at the pro level. Oh well, yeah, that's the problem with the pro. But that's that's less of a he's too hard to play. More of a just his. Yes. Right now, he's just a lot of power to his design. Is he's he doesn't scale well enough to take on. Like his all his damage comes from the fact that like each of his each of his clones can do three hundred damage mm-hmm. instantly with his skill. So if you have four clones, it's twelve hundred damage immediately. So in the mid game, he's just really strong. But, but if one of those clones dies, Meepo dies. So it's like. Which makes him difficult. So you have to. So because his ult creates a, a clone of, of micro, himself. But there's other heroes that get played that have a lot of micro too, like in Druid the. Um, what's his face? But yeah. but the the repercussions for bad micro are not as bad as they are with with Meepo. Meepo, if you lose not, one Meepo, Meepo's all Meepo's Meepo's die. not a micro issue. It's just it's it's not a skill to show Meepo. It's just that his design right now just isn't as effective. Yeah, like doesn't scale well or isn't, isn't interesting scale well. to play. Like why would you play a Meepo? So he has a he has a net. He's a net that's not a point click, so it's hard to aim. He's yeah. got his blink, and he's got his. Passive, which deals like additional damage based on I think your mana pool, and then you but got your more pool. mana you have just deal more percentage of right something like that, something. and then you got your your pool. So he's really good at reacting because you can blinker on the map because you can send a clone to each area. But other than that, like he doesn't provide you the same benefits as another hero 
that has similar that has like a stun mm-hmm. and he doesn't like you can't he's melee so it's hard to play him mid he's not a as a carry he doesn't scale as well because he doesn't have any like definable attributes that like help him really scale well with items and he's not a support. He just doesn't really have the mana for it. I mean, maybe he could be good as support, but, you know. So he's just one of those... <laughs> Imagine a Meepo support with one Meepo on one side of the map and another Meepo on the other side, and they just ward constantly. <laughs> like, you just have constant instant warding because you've got one Meepo. Yeah. Do they share an item pool? You can... No, so, but you can give one Meepo ward and another Meepo ward and send them to opposite ends of the map. <laughs> so... I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah, that's one of those characters that play, doesn't get played a lot. Lena is... We're seeing more play from Lena, and yeah, I watch... I see, I see Lena approach every fucking game that gets played. She wasn't, she wasn't that way. No. Lena was the her, first character I ever played. Her dagger yeah. thing is fucking rape now, apparently. Her blink dagger, or...? No, the... The old. Oh, her old. Yeah. yeah. It's just a lightning bolt that comes from her fist. Yeah. Well, it's, it's called, like, something dagger, like... Generic dagger. Generic dagger X. I'm generic enough that I don't fucking remember the name. But Lena's change is really just a change to um. It's like Luna. Or... Lena or Luna? It's Lena. No, no, but I'm saying her thing is. I'm talking about Lena. Okay. Laguna Blade. Laguna Blade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's her old. Yeah, I'm dagger. I don't know why I thought that, but blade. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I saw a really good game with, uh, with it was EG versus, I think it was EG versus, yeah, it was this, was the last one, EG versus C9, where EG just raped C9 um, in 25 minutes, because uh, Fear was playing Lena, and Fear's like one of the better, one of the best players in the world. He was playing Lena, and he got a Yules, like a really fast Yules. So you're supposed to, so you can stun him. Yeah, so you throw him up, you, you do your sun strike, so that like when they trigger, land, you stun right? him, and then you just nu- you like hit him with your dragon flame and nuke him, and they die. <laughs> he had 16 kills in a row. It was awesome. Well, that's not even, the reason why Lena's so good now is because of Burning Soul. They changed the Burning Soul. How would they she change? had the, literally the exact same skill set. Burning Soul now gives her movement speed increase, and mm-hmm. attack speed up, too. Lena, so that really gives her like, every time you use a spell, you get a one charge of Burning Soul. And so, if you use three spells, you get... So, what happens after you use your spells, Lena attacks super fast. Yeah. She's got, like, plus 120 attack speed. Yeah. So, now, on top of that, you can actually have her deal damage in the, in right. the back. So, so it became... <laughs> she's become more of, like, a core now instead of a support. Yeah. Use the player as a support. But as a support, she's not as good as Lion. Yes. Who has a very similar skill set, but one less stun, or one less disable, Right. He has one more. Lena has one less. Well, Lena has one. Yeah, less yeah he has one. I'm gonna say Lena has one less disabled than he does. Where she has the the flame, which is more AOE damage at the higher levels. It doesn't scale as well. But now that she has fire soul and she attacks like a crazy bitch, like you know, if only they would give tree a fiery just, soul. I just want leech seed to be better. That's my. Only, I know it's like good, but it. Is not good enough right now. <laughs> Do you want to... all come in waves. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Do you want... Is it that you want to play tree and be able to actually kill people? Or is that... No, I've got just... no problem killing people. The problem I have is, like, if it comes to a point where I'm... Like, the heal for it is not enough, or the damage for it is not enough. One of those things has to change, because it's, like, like, 140 damage total, which seems like a lot, but that's at level 4. It starts like 50 damage and the slow's like 10% which is great but I'm also super slow so I can't catch up to people to cast it on them base boots but I have other boots I need to get because my mana pool is so fucking low I need to get arcane boots what's another good way to keep your mana pool up without arcane boots yules 
getting an item like a Yule's here. Yeah, probably Yule's, and then there's something else. When I have the money for that, <laughs> Yule's is only twenty seven hundred. Arcane boots. Is... Oh, but I have other things that I need to get team wise before I do True. that. Yeah. Well, use those regen. I mean, you can get like a ring for regen. If you want to actually increase your base, get like a point booster or some sort. Yeah, I mean, I know their items exist, but I need to kill things to get the money to get those items. I can't even like jungle until two of my skills are at fucking level three. Um, like, yeah, that's why you can be landing a tree. But... That's why pulling becomes really important. Um, when, like, once you learn more, like with support, because ideally the carry that you're laning with as a support is getting all the last hits on the creeps and then you will pull and get last hits on the jungle mobs and that's where you get your money from. I know. Especially I mean, I've, yeah, I've gone into the jungle. The problem is at lower levels, right, unless I have Lee level 3 or I have Living Armor level 3, the creeps rape me. No, you don't attack the creeps. You you attack the creep camp closest to the, the tower and then as your creep rate was coming to them, you so usually at like 47 seconds every... Hour. It's like 18 seconds. It's 47 and then it's, I think it's 27. At 30. No, it's the. 15 and 45. Yeah. So you grab them. You would, so after 8 seconds, they'll follow you for 8 seconds. And then they reset. So you attack, you grab them, and then they'll follow you and you'll drag them in the lane. And your creeps will actually divert from following their natural path up the lane Just and they'll go into the, the creeps. <laughs> so you, as they're fighting the neutrals, you sit there and then you get the last hits on the neutral. You basically groups. create your own lane. Well, and the reason why you do that is because a lot of times, if your lane is going well, you'll be pushing the lane. And to be honest, you don't want like ideally you don't in want the to be- feed creeps to that. In the, yeah, in the well, in the, ideally in the beginning of the phasing lane, like the phase the lane, lane, lane phase, phase, you will not attack at all except for last hits, like no left clicks at all. You won't because the more left clicks you do, the higher, right further clicks. you'll push. Sorry, <laughs> right clicks, the further you'll push the lane up. So you just kind of sit there, don't do anything until last hit comes or deny comes. And then, um, if you have any skills or auras or any AOE skills that happen, you'll start pushing your lane accidentally. And so you can pull, and it'll bring the lane back towards your tower. Because if it's at their tower, you can't get the last hits, and they're getting free experience. Yeah. So that's that'll be something that if you you're going to continue to play support, I imagine, anyways. Yeah. And that's something you'll learn as a support is is pulling. And I, it's something I kind of do naturally. Like if I'm laning with Ken as a support. I'll if I think about it. I'll just I'll once if we're dire side and we're on the we're on the hard lane on dire side where we're um, or I guess we're safe lane um, where we're on the top. Once we get down to their tower, I'll just be like I'm going to go pull and I'll pull and that'll help bring the wave back to us. So. Well, also what it does is with experience. So then the guy in the lane gets solo experience. He's well, and that's why I, I went into the jungle when I was. Playing with that sniper after a point, so I was like, "You, <laughs> I want you to be strong." Because these guys, the 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 jugger and not and the uh, earth shaker that were down there were zoning me out anyways. It was at like half health first ten minutes of the game, so I was like, "Fuck this!" And I just ran into the jungle and started creeping, which probably like, helped us win because sniper got his desolator and all that stuff. Yeah, so. he got real real strong there at the end, but yeah. It's a good game. I'm glad that you've joined us because that gives us an automatic three people if we all play together. And then we all <laughs> those rare times. True, and then Caleb between Ken and Caleb, there's enough people to know that we should be able to five stack fairly regularly. Yeah. But even having three people have a five man group gives you an advantage who who are working together because that way you can more control the the flow of the game. Right? If it's just two of us, three people can do whatever they want. But if it's three people, th- we you have two people who are on their own. Helps dictate the flow of the game, I think. It gets them to come to you a little bit more. 
Yeah, I mean, three people, that's an effective, like, gank team. You can push an aggressive tri-lane, try to get some towers, like... Yeah. I don't know. You could just, like you are saying, it's yeah. a lot more control at that point. It would be good if you do shout-out Shaman. Just because one thing, the tree is, like... He doesn't really have a stun as much, so... That's the only thing I don't like about him. It's the same problem I have with fucking Warlock. It's like... I feel like if you're if you're playing a support, you should have a fucking stun. But so many of them don't. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that should be a support. I don't game. think you need to all have stuns, but you just need to have a couple stuns. I mean, they help in other ways. Like, as a tree is more built for a position four, where you're mostly... You're kind of being, like, a bully by just having high armor and high health. And it's less like... You play more as, like, a hard support, like, position 5, where you're just dumping all your money. Like, you should be actively aiming to get... You should be actively farming at points in times. Well, that's what I did last night. I mean, I got Crimson Guard. I got... Yeah. I was, like, 500 gold away from Axe. And then you... And then, and then, so once the fight goes on, you can stay in the fight and just be (coughs) there to soak up damage and have the items and the gearing to help you. That never seems to work. I... I, Every time we got into a team fight last night, I pretty much died instantly. Like, I would get in, leech eat someone, overgrowth, and then they would come out of it and just be like, by the way, and then kill me. And <laughs> there were a couple times where I'm just like, I would overgrowth and then turn invisible immediately. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, oh, what you do, man. That happens, Halberd, baby. That's how you take out those. I, I like playing tree. I mean, I, I'm sure living armor helps a lot. I, I mean, it's an it's easy one way of the to help other people. There's the fact that it heals the, the towers. Does have yeah. a tower advantage? Yeah, let's hit a little news. It's been a while since we've done news, yeah, sure. so let's do some uh, some video game news. Some of this is like probably there's only like three really like things that are probably worth talking about on here. Everything else we actually covered in previous art, previous podcasts. So uh, rumors are going stronger and stronger that Bethesda is going to launch is going to announce Fallout Four at E three this year. They're doing their own conference. We had theorized it before, but now the rumors are. It's basically true. At this and there point. was a bunch of I don't know if you heard, but you know, that that Wolfenstein uh, standalone expansion came out, and there's a bunch of like Pit Boy uh, models in there. And, really? Like, yeah, like a map of Nevada on the wall and stuff. Like it's I'm so excited. Are we going back to Vegas? I don't want to go back to Vegas. Vegas was boring. Give me Washington D.C. for life. I feel like. Mm. She never really played the fall. I will just be happy if they. Do a big graphics reel. Yes. And they stop the stupid mischance bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. make it more like an actual FPS, like, Destiny type thing. I don't want, like... Like, if I shoot at someone with a gun, I, I feel like game makers don't understand how a gun works. Because you don't, like, hold a gun like this, shoot it, and the bullet goes off at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> the bullet goes exactly where you're, sh- where you're holding it, if you're holding it right. Yeah. Like, you're not like... Just <laughs> well, it's, it's like so the, stupid, but that's the way that the the vax the thing works. System, yeah, yeah, where you're just like you're point blank with someone, you shoot, and your bullet goes out at a ninety degree angle from your gun. You're like, how did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the vat system. I don't know if they were to change that, I would probably miss the vat system because some of those cool those kills would be. I'm so I'm fine rad. having vats in, but it needs there needs to be a different mechanic that determines whether you hit. It needs yeah. to be something where like you go into the slow in first person. And you, like, mark places that you're going to hit, and then it shows you the cool slow-mo, like, you shooting them. Isn't that what it is now? No, you click places, and they have a mischance. It should be all about, like, 
How many times can you click the button accurately and hit the places that you want, and that determines whether you actually hit? Not yeah. like you've got a eighty percent chance to hit the head, but only a twenty percent chance to hit the legs. Like, make it actually be that chance by someone's own skill or not, not just like my weapon skill isn't high enough. <laughs> I missed. You know, <laughs> like. Those moments with the VAT system, though, where there's a guy coming at you and he's, like, about to hit you with, like, a, 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 a pipe, t- yeah, a pipe. And, and you're just like, like, yeah, and you, like, you see it and you have a rifle, so, like, you go to VAT's mouth pretty much. And it basically, like, just, it goes into the VAT's view and he's, like, right in front of you and it's like, <laughs> it just flies off. Oh, I'm saying you could still have that, you just need to change the way that you initiate that, right? Yeah. You activate VAT's and you've got, like... Five seconds to do all of your sh- like marking points for your shooting and does the slowdown, and then it actually does the animation. So you still get the cool animation, but it's not stupid RNG bullshit whether you hit or not. It's actual skill. Yeah. So uh, I hope they better bring back that mysterious stranger skill. That's yeah. like the best thing ever. <laughs> Something funnier because I had that um, when when I got the uh, the laser the alien pistol in Fallout Three. Like, you get an alien pistol that has, like, a 90% crit chance, and it crits for so much damage, you kill Deathclaw in, like, one hit. But I also had the Mysterious Stranger skills, and I go into the Deathclaw Sanctuary to get the uh, laser minigun that you can get, the name one, and I would shoot the, the fucking laser thing, and then you're just like... And then the dude with the trench coat and his super magnum shows up, shoots a Deathclaw in the face, like... Is the Mysterious Stranger skill where you, where it brings a, a random guy? chance... For this dude to just show up, like, behind whatever you're vatsing, and he will just pull out a gun and shoot them for insane damage. But he just dis- he just appears and disappears, basically. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Is that in Vegas only? No, that's in Fallout 3. Okay, nice. I never got this. See, I played all the Fallout games, and I enjoy them, but I never beat them. And I don't get super deep I never into them, because there's so much 3. to do. There's so much to do, and to be honest, like, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, I really didn't like the interface. I didn't like the aesthetic, either. Yeah. Like, the Raiders, I understand what they're going for, but they just look so fucking stupid that there's a point where I'm just like, I don't want to, like, deal with this anymore, so I'm just going to put the game away. <laughs> yeah. There were some good moments where, like, you would get attacked by Raiders that come around a corner, and it, like, screw, like, screw, they, like, screw. Vane Cocked loved those moments. Yeah, dude. The last because where Vane Cocked thrived. He took the, one of the skin helmets off of it and fucking ran around with his kitchen knife of doom like no one was safe. The brother's um, cock. Yeah, man. Bangkok. Bangkok and Bangkok. With his hair. His, like, <laughs> yeah, his, his teal super mohawk. <laughs> um, uh, wow suffers its largest subscriber loss of all time. Yay. With 2.9 million subscribers lost over the course of three months. In Keep one it quarter. Going. So no one really knows. Like like they've talked about it and a lot of people are just attributing it to the fact that a bunch there was a huge spike at the expansion. And then there, a lot of people are saying the, the end of the expansion content wasn't too great, and there's it's Surprise. kind of bare. So people got to like level 100 and they derped around for a bit, and then everyone canceled their subscriptions. I didn't even get to level 100. I think I got to level 97, and then I had to do other things in my life, and I just canceled my subscription. It was super fun when I played it at first, but That's I could see how it gotten would have gotten repetitive by now. So yeah. still the biggest MMO on the market, and it's not going away going away anytime soon. But well, we can hope. I like WoW. I, I like to get into it every will. once in a while. And then uh, Activision 
drops its earnings report for the first quarter with $1.28 billion made in the first quarter. 30 million Hearthstone users, 20 million Destiny players. I don't know how people can still be playing Destiny. There's like nothing to do with that game. They've just brought an expansion out, actually. Did they? Yeah, the House of Wolves expansion, and they're working on another one's The Queen well, they better. something. I mean, they put however much millions of dollars into making that game in the first goddamn yeah. place. I wonder if they actually finished the story in the expansion. I have no idea. Yeah, they didn't. Hint, hint, hint. Hint, hint. Spoilers. They took half the fucking story out of the base game. What makes you think they're going <laughs> the expansion? It's different content. Yeah. Fuck Activision. So, I mean, 30 million Hearthstone users. That's yeah. pretty bomb. It's, That's a lot. It's just it's online magic cards, yeah. so what do you expect? <laughs> it's easy to get addicted to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably time to play Dota. Yeah. But we talked about Dota. We've hungered for it, told the yeah, hunger juniper berries. Are your <laughs> is your juniper berry laptop <laughs> functioning again, Ken? Functioning, says. All right. Um, well, let's that, stack up. Yeah, that's stack up for this week. I'm Steve. I'm Addison. I'm Ken. Is it really game oriented? Stack up, nerds. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot you were going to say that.